Well, well, well. I love it when a movie starts like that or one of those scenes. Well, well, well. (laughs) It's been a while, but we are episode 35. I believe that's correct. 35, yeah. I mean, technically, we, are... we recorded another one, but people will hear that later. So, <laughs> Don't tell them that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but we are here. We are back. Um, uh, and we're doing a catch-up today, as you do. Um, sometimes I feel like this is the COVID pace where you're like, yeah, I'm into it. And then you're like, oh, I don't feel so good. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a lot. I've noticed a lot of really popular podcasts kind of like ebb and flow. And like even though... Are they? Yeah, there's a very large one that seems to have taken a, an extended break, and they haven't said if they're coming back or not. It's called Hello Internet, and it had a pretty big following, and it just kind of stopped. I assume they're just going to come back someday. We'll see. Okay, well, that makes me feel a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, I tend to be – so, well, I'll say, I really wanted to catch up in general, but I definitely was like, just like Glennon Doyle <laughs> – I just would like to talk about what is, you know what I mean? I was, instead of trying to fake like, yeah, feeling great, just, you know, be honest or whatever. Yeah. Um, But uh, we've had this podcast. Think about this, Ryan. We've had this podcast for like two years. Well, I I think it goes back farther than that. Technically, if we look at like, (laughs) like when was the first published date of the first episode? Uh, It was quite a while ago, right? Yeah. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah. In a weird way, right? Like you and I are still like, hey, you, can I call <laughs> you six months later? Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's like it's like a long distance, like friendship podcast, you know, like, yeah, let's do one other one. Let's do some oh. more. Let's get some other people involved. I love that. Well, that's kind of like what some of my friendships are, too. Like, hey, I haven't heard from you in three years. And we just start up like, hey, that's a, those are, yeah, those are the good ones when you can just be like, it doesn't matter how long it's been. You just, just jump back right back in. I mean, I I'm, agree. I'm seeing stuff from uh, 2019, so I'm just looking wow. at our, our previous 2018, 2017, uh-oh, 2016. Wow. What? The first one was do, 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 recorded on April <gasps> 30th, 2015. So, yeah, like, you know. Like eight years. Yeah, it's like eight years. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that just made my head explode. I don't know what I think about that. Yeah. I love it because I'm like, we're still here, mm-hmm. right? I don't feel any less, but either. And also that's how fast time flies. That is for sure. Yeah. <laughs> the time just zips right by. And you're like, oh, it's just been, what, a couple of years? It's been eight years, but it feels yeah. like a couple of years. Yeah. And you know so much stuff has happened in eight years. So much stuff has happened in eight years. We could write a, a book just yeah. on the eight, first eight years of the Between You and I podcast, or just about our lives during yeah. that time. I think just just world history from around 2015 to now. Uh-huh. A lot's happened. <laughs> just a little. Yeah. Just a little's gone on. Yeah. Wow, that's blowing my mind. Well, here in 2023, April, um, uh, we're you and I were talking, we're like, let's do this again. Like, let's, let's get this going. And I always hate that I will ebb and flow. Um, not just mood wise, but I will have periodical and I don't think I'm unusual in having up moments and then just down. I can't talk to anybody moments Mm -hmm. kind of thing. I hope it's normal (laughs) because I do the same. 
Okay. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, but I sure beat up on myself uh, because in my head, I'm like, yeah, but there's all this stuff to do. Or it's very much my upbringing too. Or the voices from parenting that are like, get up, just, you know, get up, pull yourself up by your bootstraps, like get it together. And although in some ways that could be some good advice it quickly turns into self-punishment for mm. me yeah. um then that's not good <laughs> yeah it's not always ideal yeah sometimes you're pushing yourself too hard when you really should be just resting or relaxing or re recharging you know yeah and i don't think we have a good understanding of uh how much time how much rest you need right we're like great i'll i'll take a power nap right mm -hmm. power naps i mean it just seems wrong or I'll just take a day. Right. Um, I'm like, well, sometimes it's like a couple of weeks, you know, or, um, sometimes it's longer and that's just the truth. Yeah. But it also feels very vulnerable. Like right now in my body, like I feel sad, like I could cry, but I'm like at the same time trying to do something mm -hmm. like just that, like it requires tampering down and handling of things and at the same, you know what I mean? Instead of really being how you feel. Yeah. And that's like a thing that I just was today. I was like, I kind of want to talk about that. Like, um, I've done a lot of work in the last six months, uh, uh, in therapy around emotional neglect. I think a lot of Gen Xers ourselves mm -hmm. have grown up being called latchkey kids or real independent and all that kind of stuff. But what's also involved forced independence. in the, yeah, forced, forced independence mm -hmm. uh, and emotional neglect and emotional neglect doesn't mean you had parents that were abusive or mean or things that you would imagine are obvious. Mm -hmm. It could be the consistent um, absence of a parent, right? Like just because you got single moms. Exactly. Um, yeah. We had we had working parents where both were working yeah. or in my case I had a single raised by a single mom you know for the most part yeah yeah and she worked a lot and so you know you were responsible to just do your own thing yeah it's and at a young age if that if it starts young right that's all you know mm -hmm. so you handle it like or you you know you deal I don't even know what the word is like okay well that's what that is so I go do something right yeah um and it's not obvious. I feel like it's real uh, sneaky until you get older and certain signs start to show you like, you, you know, never asking for help, thinking you have to solve everything. Um, a deep underlying, probably sadness, like no one's coming to help. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, um, uh, you know, especially over time when bigger events start to happen in your life that I don't think any human body can go its whole life and not have some effects of emotional turmoil right yeah for sure um and and i think that can just turn into a lot of different things so like for me it's for a long time for years it was like i don't ask for help um i am assuming i have to do everything um or uh the ways not being seen or validated play out. Mm -hmm. Um, and 
accommodating or caretaking. And I don't, I think that happens for some men, but I think it happens for most women is getting raised to like caretake, be nice, don't be rude. Um, I could see that. Yeah. That seems to be the case. Right. (laughs) Right? Yeah. You automatically think of the other person or the other people. Mm -hmm. Um, And then when you're involved with people who aren't healthy, you got to like untangle that. And um, I've been really big on coaching people. And because the theme is, big to me on like sovereignty and boundaries Mm -hmm. and how hard that can be to lay a boundary down. Like I think a lot of times it's not something you want to do. Yeah. Right. I know Um, I'm bad at it and I try to always be better at it, but it's like, it's, it's hard when you you weren't raised that way when it was always just like, Oh, we'll take this on. You'll do this. You'll do these things. You'll help each other. You know, it's like, you'll be responsible. And then, yeah. And then later you're like, well, if you just keep saying yes to everything, there's nothing left for you, you know? Well, and if you're a nice, if you're an, a, a sweet soul too, like you don't want to hurt anybody, mm-hmm. you don't want to cause friction. Like we're, we're equally not trained to um, verbalize an opinion and know that that's okay and normal, especially if it's dissent, mm-hmm. you know, um, like, oh, I don't agree. I don't like that, you know, like, and, and knowing if you're not raised to, no, you can have an opinion and you don't have to prove why it's okay for you to feel the way you feel. Um, that does a real number on you. Yeah. <laughs> Cause that I think it does. People, right. Cause I think as we get older, people get, you know, it gets more complicated. People get more manipulative, you know, in, in any argument, everybody has their way of dueling or what have you. Um, and, it's hard to go, oh, though, I need to learn how to, I need to learn how to read the situation, see it truthfully, uh, just like uh, uh, neutrally, truthfully. And then sometimes it's like just a no and you're done because there will be no reasonable conversation. That, that's been the hardest for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You assume everybody's going to be reasonable and that's a, a bad assumption yeah. to make sometimes. <laughs> Often, often. I think it's taken me most of my life to learn um, that you may wish someone is uh, healthy or is going to figure it out or, you know, you you wish that like you can see it. Mm -hmm. Um, But everybody's on their own path and at their own um, phase and learning lessons. And sometimes they don't like they they literally from what they're upbringing or any of the things like, no, they are not going to be able to understand it, get it, change. Mm-hmm. And that's been a big, big one. Um, and then you got to decide what's healthiest for you. And that's the antithesis of what you've been trained to do. Yep. Right. Like you now in the, really in the truthfully most helpful way need to decide what's best for you. And oh my God, how selfish is that? And yet, and yet not selfish at the same time. Yeah, not. exactly. <laughs> yeah, because ultimately you're responsible for yourself. Yeah. And and truly, if you want to help others, you got to help yourself first. <laughs> like if you are in bad shape, you can't help others. You know, it's like yeah. there's that limit there. It's like the, whole, the, the metaphor I always like to use. It's like the oxygen mask in the airplane. When it yes. drops down, it says you put it on you first and then the kid. Because yes. like, if you do it the other way, you might die and not finish the process. <laughs> Exactly. But whoa, people will throw things at you, right? Mm-hmm. Like manipulative, like, oh, how selfish or, you know, they'll make up whatever defensive stories or help uh, helping them in their 
survival mode or whatever they're in. And it can be mean, mm-hmm. not true. Um, and just sitting there knowing responding is never going to help. So that's real hard. It's hard when someone's saying something terrible about you and you know, no response is the right response because our, our inclination is to defend ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> um, call out truth. But sometimes it's just, and I don't, it, I don't know if it's, I don't, I know it's not me. I'm sure you'll agree. But it just feels like there's way more crazy out in the world. <laughs> uh, I would, I would agree with that feeling. I mean, I just drive on the road and I'm like, wow, there's people are yes. a little more upset and intense now than they used to be. <laughs> Okay, we're going to totally ADHD segue into that right now because we're going to like, because in the Northwest, um, uh, if you've lived, you know, if you've lived here, like from if you grew up here, but even in the 80s, no one was here, right? We didn't have this kind of traffic. The traffic today is crazy town and you have to find windows if you're going, you know, to Seattle or what have you. And doesn't there always seem to be at least a handful of cars who are in some sort of race car race. Yes. <laughs> like, like just barreling, weaving three, you know, across three lanes. Like who's, where are you going? Like they're in a hurry chasing you. Yeah. For them. I think those types of people, it's like driving is a game. It's like a, a racing game. Whether yeah. Or not they're in a race. It's more of like, I gotta, I gotta <laughs> do this as quickly as possible. It's, I don't know. They're, they probably need the adrenaline or something, but I don't. So I don't appreciate <laughs> it. Do you feel like whenever that happens or if I'm driving and that happens, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm the old person now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I realize that I'm driving in the right hand lane on the freeway in my Volvo. <laughs> totally. I'm like, oh, I've become the old man on the road. That's fine. You guys pass me. <laughs> I'm absolutely the same way. I'm like, I'm just not in that much of a hurry. Like, mm-hmm. where you got to get to? Like, I don't, yeah. I'd I'm be just happy right. that I'm going somewhere. Hey, that's awesome. <laughs> I don't need to get there fast. I'm just happy I'm going somewhere. <laughs> I think that's funny. Yeah. So it's, it's a little, for anybody living up here in the Northwest, you know what we're talking about. Yeah, um, it's definitely changed. I mean, and it's, it's not want to sound like an old person in that sense, but like when I was younger, I feel like there was a lot more politeness in the Northwest specifically, like people waving oh. people in, like too much politeness on the road. Like people would like slow down to let you merge into the freeway. It's like, we didn't need that, but now it's just chaos. Yeah, I didn't have really a car to drive around until I was in band. So, like, mm-hmm. I didn't really own a I didn't own a car until like 2000 or something. You didn't need to. Yeah. If you were if you were just hanging out in Seattle proper. And don't get me started on, since I'm a cyclist too. Like that opens <gasps> a whole can of worms of like it's dangerous <laughs> literally out there. It is. Yeah. I wouldn't ride a bike in Seattle. I've known a couple people who've died. Yeah, I know. Like, quite I don't been hit. Well, thankfully, not died. But. Yeesh. Um, yeah, I won't. I, for a short time, was commuting to Seattle from um, where I live and was trying to, like, be the commuter with a bike, right? Like, get on the train and then ride the bike through downtown Seattle. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this isn't, this is stressful. Like, yeah, it's I, intense. <laughs> it was intense. It was so intense. And I just thought, I don't need any more stress. Mm-hmm. I don't need extra. I, I'm not 20-something, you know, like bike messenger, not feeling like I'm ever going to die, like whipping it. I, I'm definitely older and more afraid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's the, the challenge with aging is that you should really re- appreciate how much more fragile life is, I guess, as you go. You know, you're like, oh, yes. no, like, uh, like even just walking out the door, I'm like, I got to be careful. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. I've thought about that. I've been like, oh my God, I'm that person now. Like, 
wow. <laughs> Look at us go. Hey, everybody, listen to it. That's two old people talk. <laughs> I could fall down the stairs and that could just be yeah. it. You know, you'll be here one day. So listen closely <laughs> if you're younger than us, because <laughs> it creeps up on you. Like, I don't think of myself in some ways uh, like I'm 56 and I don't think of myself as 56. I'm 25 in my head forever. Mm. Um, um, but little things like what you're saying will creep up. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm like that now. I'm a little bit like that. I think. Though as you get older, bigger things happen. Like my mom passed away, you know, you have kids, you know, some people have kids, you know, or you get married, you have partners, you feel the weight of your responsibilities. Mm-hmm. And um, those weren't responsibilities I had in my 20s at all. Right. And right. none of those are light, you know, they're not things you can put down to be like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> You know, so like a kid, they'll be fine. Ah, they'll be <laughs> fine. Exactly. So I think that's what plays into it too. Like you become much more aware of your mortality, you know, the things you're responsible for, the people you love, like it's all so much more like on the plate. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's that's just a part of it. Um, but I think these like back to like the ups and downs too. Um I I was I always Joke, I don't always joke, but when I get in this sort of conversation about like trying to, um, I don't know, deal with life. And my mom used to say, like, I get really in my head, like a lot of people do, right? Because I'm trying to problem solve. I'm trying to, um, and I've spent years meditating and working on following my gut and intuition, which I have always done. Mm-hmm. And, um, but this is the year, uh, I don't know, it's this year has just been like, I think, harder. And I always hear my mom in my head like, why can't you just have a day? Just like, just have a day. <laughs> like, have a day. What are you talking about? There's a day I'm not working on something. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, like not relax. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? Um, and I do get what she was talking about, I think. But it's, again, learning how to – you got to work at that. You got to work at that. Even, you do, you know, yeah. Like, it takes effort to, like, properly take care of yourself. Yeah. Well, and I, I know, you know, uh, recently too, like there's been a lot of job layoffs and that kind of insecurity. And I find for me that like a lot of opportunities and cool things and stress can all be going on at the same time. And that tends to break me a little bit. Yeah. Um, it's so a, it's a hard stress, like, like job oh. security and like financial security. I mean, that's like one of the top ones. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. And as chill as I'd like to try and be, like, I'm, I'm working on it. You know what I mean? But it's it's such a trust walk. Mm-hmm. Like, there is no answer right this minute, right? And learning how to get mellow or let go or be at peace, um, just going, okay, it's hard. Yeah. I find really hard. Um, and I break my brain a little bit. Try. You know, like this, the, I think the human brain striving um, is something we're kind of built to do, like process and think and figure it out and all that. Um, so it's a real practice to like try and unlearn that and trust and do trust walks because there's a lot of amazing things going on. Like we're doing this podcast. My coaching is um, super fun right now, doing some online retreats, mm-hmm. uh, uh in-person creativity retreat in June. I'm 
going to write a book. Like, yeah, I want to, I've done this program called decide, believe, go. Um, and I just want to write a little book about it. Like, here's how you make, you know, like crossroads change. Like what's the process I use at least. And it's, you know, starts with a decision and then you got to believe. So it's all these practices and then go is really a lesson in like one step at a time. And so I want to write a little book. Um, music stuff's coming up. Like I've done two interviews, um, auto, like about myself, one for CBS news and one for a Showtime documentary that's coming out. Very cool. Um, like the Rockfords are releasing vinyl and going to play. And so there's lots of really cool stuff going on. Mm -hmm. And I, um, at the same time, my job's uh, unsure right now. So I also do, uh, it project management. I've done it for like decades. Uh, and, and you're good um, at it too, from my experience. So. What's that? <laughs> yeah, that's at, right. Yeah. I mean, you're good you. at all the things you do. That's the, <laughs> the plus side. Yeah. Like, yeah. Thank you. That's very nice. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, but man, you can, I can really feel my human desire for safety and just like surety. Mm-hmm. And sometimes there, that that's just not going to happen. <laughs> It's a it's a tough one. I mean, I remember when I finally at the one point I had started my own company for a little while, like back in the late nineties, and that was like the hardest thing to do to like give up the safety and the comfort. But I was very young, and it was the right age to take the risk, it, and it it didn't work out. It worked out for a few years, you know. But it's one uh-huh. of those things where you're just like the whole time it was just stressed about like, and even though we were like making money and and like I had two employees and we grew and we did some cool work and. It was yeah. still like one of those things that was like when the economy shifted, we, we all went our separate ways and went and got other jobs again. But it's been hard. Like I've always wanted to do, take that risk again. But as I'm yes. getting older, that seems to get harder where you're like, oh, yeah. you know, there's all these comforts in having a a full time job where somebody takes care where they're the parent. Basically, they do yes. all the work and I don't have to think about it as much. I just do the one task for them. You know? Yes, I do. Th- I think you're right. As you get older, I mean, you are like you know, you're at a different phase. You are mellowing out. Like you mm-hmm. do want to, you know, some people, not everybody, like some people are just built how they're built. And yeah, some, some people um, do, do a lot of things. I mean, I still do my own, my hobbies and I, that's the thing. I want somebody yeah. to fund my hobbies. <laughs> they yeah. don't fund themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Ex- yes, exactly. And I just, I, it's so funny the other day I had that thought of like, Oh, well flexing was a given, uh, you know, in my life all the time. Like I'm not too afraid of that. But it's not till I'm getting closer to 60 that I was like, how many more years of this am I going to do? You know what I mean? And mm. which could be this, meaning all kinds of projects all the time. And um, is there a slowdown point for me or or more than, okay, the deeper fear is, am I going to run out of juice? Right? Yeah, like, yeah. holy crap, if I don't have the energy to do this, how can I help myself that? freaks me out yeah which we know it happened it happens to every human on earth like we all run out of that juice that we needed to get stuff done and yes so it's, it's a reality i think we're both still young enough hopefully to have some yeah. time i don't feel old yeah i mean i know in another day 56 would be like oh you're like older i mean we can get discounts in some <laughs> so there, like that just feels weird but i don't feel like this is old. Yeah, just because the AARP mail starts showing up, <laughs> yeah. you know, doesn't mean you're old. 
my friend Jeannie the other night I was talking on the phone I was like what, what are you gonna go do now and she's like oh we're gonna watch the show and I'm gonna look through my AARP <laughs> magazine and this, this is my friend Jeannie's my oldest friend we're talking we lived in clubs like mm-hmm. shows or whatever like Jeannie's very rock and roll and I was like what did you say <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's kind of it's like, like yeah I was like two of my closest friends are they're like almost 10 years older than me so it's like we have this uh-huh. generational divide and like hanging out and it's like they're talking a lot more about old like health yeah. issues and i'm like oh god i, I just i know <laughs> this is going to be me soon like you know <laughs> yes. yes yeah maybe that's maybe well, i mean understandably right i'm sure there's some counselor who could sit with both of them and be like yes guys this is real and of course you feel that way anytime i go see a counselor and they're like well what's going on with you I rattle off 18 million things and they always are looking at me like, that's a lot. <laughs> I was like, it is, isn't it? Yep. Yeah, okay. It, I'm doing it, it is again. Is it too many? Is that what they're saying? Or is that just, it's just a, it's a lot. Of, it's the right amount of lot. Right amount of lot. No, they always look at me like, holy crap, like lady. And I was like, I know, but I mean, in a lot of ways, it's a good thing because if you got a lot of ideas, like the mm-hmm. ability to do a lot of things and, that's a good thing. I, I think too, it's through the pandemic and I'm going to blame the pandemic. <laughs> might, might as well. Right. Like there's also just been this, like uh, for me, this slow down into, I gotta, I gotta start getting active again, like working out, mm-hmm. walking, I, I feel whatever. You, I feel you right there. I've, <laughs> I've been oh very God. bad about this. Bad. Especially this last winter. It was like kind of, fell off the whole physical activity train. Yeah. And I'm a little scared. I got to admit, I was like, this is what I do go. You're 56. You need to, you know, take care of yourself. And I was like, but I'm feeling how hard it is. I'm going to say it like hard to just get up. Mm -hmm. Like, it's like, I feel like my whole body will dissolve, but my brain will be going like a locomotive. (laughs) (laughs) Like you need to get up and also just like get outside like get outside all that stuff yeah, it's, it's funny because like it, it's such an easy thing to do but sometimes it's not it's like it's not but once you do it you're like oh okay well now that i've done it you're like yeah and then i do feel better and my brain is working better and everything's churning and i'm happier and healthy. but then it's like the very next day you're like oh, i don't want to go do that again that was a lot of work do you know how about i hate that i hate all of that you're so mm-hmm. right and i hate it i hate it i hate it that yes that's what my brain does mm-hmm. I hate it. You know what I loved about that would fix that? Speed. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, the good old days. (laughs) Oh, not that I'm about to go do that. But man, can I just say about speed (laughs) is that you just never thought about, you just did a bunch of shit. Yeah. And you just didn't, you didn't think about like, you didn't default to food to comfort yourself. You didn't even think about it. Yeah. yeah. I I want that state of mind. I've got a uh, project where I'm going to try to reorganize my garage, and that has crossed my mind. I'm like, man, <gasps> if I just had something to help me with this. Pro- <laughs> yes. I know in yes. the past I would just, I mean, even when I was just the the power of youth, I would have been no problem, you know. But now yes. it's like, oh, it's such a huge task. Yes, yes, and, and you know the state of mind. It's a good one. You remember that's. I think anybody who loves a certain there's certain high remembers like oh no I remember what that feels like that's why people want to do it yeah although I know um, in reality too it's the same type of thing that would distract me that as soon as I'd open a box in the garage I would spend the entire day <laughs> going through every single item in that box 
<laughs> oh, there's that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't, and there's, the thing is, is there is, there's always learning. There's always something to learn, right? You know, or habit, or habit to change or um, things like that. But yeah, I feel the same way you do. I, I'll, I'll be like, it feels Herculean for me to get up and get out the door. And it also makes me feel pathetic mm -hmm. at the seat. So I, there, I do it again. Like I beat the shit out of myself a little bit of it. Yeah. You know, and where the reality is, it's probably just like, as we're getting older, it's like, we do need more time to recover maybe from it. But it's like, but I think the more you do it, the healthier you start to feel. And it's like a snowball effect. Like you just start to yeah. do it more because you're feeling you're, you are getting healthier physically and mentally that before it, it fulfills I, itself. You know, I, I know others, I wonder if others feel too, like once you feel like you're a certain level of out of shape, it feels scary, like daunting, like, where do I even start? now what like i've never had to do that i've never had to deal with this yeah i know the doctors are saying just just walk and you're like okay but i live in the pacific northwest <laughs> you're like yeah. like ah, i mean it's hard to get motivated when it's raining it's like it's sunny right now i should get out there <laughs> exactly exactly yeah, so to it's, uh, it's 40 degrees though come on <laughs> <laughs> you think we'd be good at it I know. but it it's so true it's like and discipline discipline why is that such a battle mm -hmm. why is it why is why is it discipline yeah. Why isn't it like, yeah, let's go outside. I also see, I'll, I feel like I'm playing the blame game on things. People, plenty of people walk around in my neighborhood too, but every once in a while I'm like, there's just enough crazy sometimes here where I'm like, that's, I don't want to go walk in that. Yeah. There's that. Too. I don't want to like, but yeah, in my case, it's like, ugh, I'm like, do I have to see my neighbors? I'm like, ugh, I just want to go for a walk. I don't want to have to like say hi to them. You know, they're exactly. great people, but it's like, exactly. Oh All my God. Time. Are we just babies? Like, are we just being, I'm sure someone's going, yeah, you're being big fat baby. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. But I'm exactly like you. I'm like, I don't want to talk to anybody. Like, I don't want to funny. Cause I'm actually really friendly. Right. So yeah. my family would say, what are you talking about? You're the one who always says hi to strangers. Like my husband would be like, why are you doing that? <laughs> I was like, well, love a connection you know or whatever but there's days where i don't that's what i'm saying up and down mm -hmm. there's days where i'm like oh i don't want to talk to anybody and maybe that's being like an ambivert right like where you yeah, yeah. you know you have a time where you're like oh yeah i want to connect with people really love it like playing shows or you know this or meeting people i'm a definite yes and mm -hmm. then it switches and I'm like, and now I don't want to talk to anybody. <laughs> no, right there with you. Yeah. Where you kind of, kind of hit that level where you're like, I love like meeting people yeah, and getting out and doing stuff, but it's like, but there is a limit. <laughs> yes. And I never know where that limit is. That's the problem. It's like, you kind of, <laughs> you start it and you're like, oh, this is great. And then you're like, oh no, I'm done guys. I gotta, I gotta oh, get no. out of here. <laughs> <laughs> we, if we're ever in a room together, we should give ourselves a signal that's sort of like, <laughs> so, like when you're done, you're like, and I'm done. Yeah. I gotta go now. Yeah. I gotta go. Oh, it's the sideways thumb. He's out. <laughs> yeah, I do the same thing. Where the other day, uh, when I was doing the interview with Showtime, and it was a long interview, and I enjoyed all of it. Wonderful people, super nice. Um, but I could feel myself going. I'm getting a little done, like mm -hmm. crispy done. Like it's been nice. This has been lovely. Full full loaf of bread lovely <laughs> uh but i could yeah i could feel that moment where i was like and now i want to go i gotta get out of here i'm done yeah okay. <laughs> tell me more about this though like what, what was the what's the topic of the show so uh, lots of folks are telling me there's kind of this resurgence of interest in the grunge era mm -hmm. i've noticed and, that. Yeah. have you noticed that yeah, it yeah seems like i it's just kind of coming back into 
you know, a retro style of like people appreciating that time period again? People keep saying, I don't, I guess I don't look at things enough. Come like people keep telling me, keep telling me, I like hey, it's so, younger kids it? wearing like Nirvana shirts and stuff, oh. and that's kind of the indicator. We're like, oh, like you know, you can walk into Hot Topic. Not that I ever go to Hot Topic, but if you were, in theory, <laughs> there's a lot of '90s stuff now. You know. Oh, okay, yeah, that is the trend. That's what tells you for sure. Yeah, <laughs> I get it. Um, yeah, so consequently, uh, like Showtime's doing a five-part uh, documentary on the grunge scene in Seattle. And what I like about it is, um, is that they're trying to look whole, I don't know if holistically is the approach, but they're trying to look at like from end to now, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. how did it all start? What did it feel like? What did it feel like for different people, right? Like, so there's people actually grew up in the Northwest. There are people like myself who were more, you know, transplants of sorts Mm -hmm. from Eastern Washington State, but still like just one discussing what it was like and what it entailed or, you know, getting and, you know, understanding that through the interviews with people who experienced it um, and different sides and aspects to it but like basically the flavor of like what did it feel like to be here during that time Mm -hmm. participating what you think all that kind of stuff too kind of afterwards like or now even like what do you think you know how do you feel like when something like that ends as you all know it does everything's cyclical right like how did you handle that what was like for you what what happened in your life. And so we kind of got into an adult conversation as well. Now, I don't know what the storyline, nor do I think they know really like after they get all the interviews that they want, they now go have to sit in an editing room. Yeah. Um, and, figure and out the story that they want to and figure out together, the story. Yeah. yeah. And I thought it was really cool talking to the director. One of the directors, there's two. And one of them was in um, the band Bam Bam. Um, and, uh, the director that I did the interview with Dan, um, uh, was talking, uh, talking about that, like, um, what his process is. Mm -hmm. So he's like, well, it's really interesting. It's kind of the same way. Every time you you get in there and you don't quite know what direction you don't quite know all of it, like what direction it'll take. But as you start piecing things together, a narrative will, will reveal itself. They have an idea of what they want it to be about, like what when they went into like just the interviews, like they want to look end to end. Right. How's it? But when you go piece together like sound bites and all of that, that that'll morph it a little as well. So it'll be very interesting to see what it all turns mm-hmm. out to be in the end. I can't remember when they're releasing it, if it's this fall or I can't remember. But I mean, the inner we talked for like two hours. No, that's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like we we talked, and it was I really, I mean, I like interviews. Like I tend to get conversational, even um, even short ones. Um, I enjoy just because I'm I'm fascinated by the other person. Sometimes, like, well, who are you? <laughs> what are you doing here? <laughs> Enough about me. What about you? <laughs> exactly. Um, Give them so. And it was almost like therapy in the way because you're revisiting all these things and mm-hmm. you know uh, revisiting your personal experience with that and someone's asking you like you know 
what about this? What about that? How was that for you? And, um, and I appreciated questions like that too. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, it sounds uh, interesting. I'm, I'm looking forward to it just to see what uh, they pull together. Yeah. Well, and I was talking to some other people who were interviewed, like Kathy Faulkner from KSW okay. um, is a good friend of mine. And I think a lot of people, I mean, you just realize what a particularly special moment that was and like just how lucky mm -hmm. to have been a part of it because it's pretty rare. Yeah, definitely was rare. It's just a lot of talented people all in the right place at the right time working together, making great art. Yeah, right. Like the, the right place to do it. You know, it's like. It was affordable. Mm -hmm. You could, yeah. you could like live in a house with your your bandmates if you needed to. It's like whatever. There were places to play. How lucky! Yeah, I mean that's why I felt. I was like, I feel so grateful and lucky that I got to experience Seattle that way. Mm -hmm. um, I can't. And I had said to them, I was like, I, I feel bad for. I mean, not I should, but like it's. I feel bad for the musicians today. You know what I mean? Like it's expensive. It's crowded. It's yeah. Um, I think there is support um, uh, and they do their art. Artists are going to do their art no matter what. Mm -hmm. um, and there's still great talent in Seattle. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of amazing talent. Yeah, I think it's interesting because it's like there there's less economic drive. I mean, just like there was before to, your odds of becoming a star is always limited. Right. You know, there's a lot yeah. of talent and there's fewer celebrities, unfortunately. <laughs> but uh, well, yeah. They were asking, like, well, what do you think was different? And I was like, well, the internet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Hadn't cursed uh, us I, yet. Yeah. It hadn't cursed. I mean, think about it, that whole era. It's pre-internet. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you forget. Yeah. Like, oh, oh yeah. Oh. Like, yeah. I mean, I, got, I, I was able, even though, because I was like living in, uh, well, I guess technically I was in Connecticut at the time. is like, like the, when Nirvana did the Unplugged show. Um, and uh -huh. just like being able to watch that because I was away from Seattle at the time, but wanting to connect with Seattle, oops, hit my mic here, uh, <laughs> but just being able to like, like that was the, this collective social experience that a lot of people had because everybody watched yeah. that because that was, there wasn't an internet. It was like, let's all watch this thing on MTV. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So, I mean, but, and it's not that long ago. So, I mean, talk about, um, light speed change in the world. Mm -hmm. Um, of which maybe we've gotten too used to, and that changes your brain. Yeah, it's definitely and your expectations yeah. on yourself and la la la. Oh, for sure. Like we're definitely moving at a technological speed much faster than humans are able to comprehend, and I think that's well, it'll catch up to us. We'll see what happens. Yeah, <laughs> good or bad. I've I've sort of like I do feel again that I'm like oh my god you're an older person, wanting to be like resist you know what I mean like go I want to go analogs mm -hmm. <laughs> you know I'm just like what if because like my husband he's no social media none mm -hmm. smart none and uh, I think he that's taking up less brain space for him mm -hmm. and with coaching. I struggle with, well, those, these are platforms you can use to sort of show what you do and, right, you right. know, collect people and um, share offerings and things like that. And I'm like, well, then how do you ever get out of it? Like, mm -hmm. how do you not yeah. participate in that and still grow a business like this? It's a tough one because, like, yeah, you kind of feel like you need to be there for your own brand. You got to have to, like, you have to be present. You have to post updates. You have to show that, like, what you're doing. You got to yeah. self-promote. And it's a, yeah. a, a, an easy, 
cost-effective way to do it compared to the old ways, which was like buying an ad in a stranger, which, you know, I've done that too. Right, right. <laughs> right exactly. Yeah. Or um, the other day uh, I was looking through some boxes I have downstairs, right? And it has, I have memorabilia and things like that. And I found tour logs with handwritten addresses. Mm-hmm of people right like you would collect people's addresses and send yeah. postcards or we, we used to have to have phone books that like we our own personal ones <laughs> it was crazy <laughs> i know so yeah I, I chew on that though i chew on this like what parts of it are you know remain that are fun if i find them fun and what parts will i just not do because i just my I'm not, I guess I'm not willing really, yeah. you know what I mean? Like I'm not judging. I'm just not willing. I don't have that energy. I've got a real resistance to, you know, like posting every day. Like I'm not on TikTok. you, you know, maybe TikTok will be gone, but um, mm-hmm. uh, I'm not doing that kind of thing every day, posting the little, also I'm not built like that. Like yeah. I don't, I don't want to share a little thing about myself every day or dance and sing for you mm-hmm. because my goal is, what a fucking weird goal to be like, I'm a TikTok star. Yeah. I mean, there's like, money to mean? be made in it, I guess, you know, like, oh, okay. I, like I, I was enrolled in like Instagram's uh, reels. I don't know how much like where they would pay me for posting reels. Cause they were trying to promote reels and they were like, Oh, you post a lot. So how about if you, we pay you to post reels? And it was like pennies to get, to get, I think the most I made was oh, like, really? like $18 out of like a whole bunch of reels. My and God. I'm not like they're not paying me anymore, but they were for a little while. And it was an interesting, and I was like, I could see how you could, if you had the free time and you were yeah. an attractive person, unlike me, you know, you could definitely get the ball rolling sure, with this. Sure. You get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a young person's like game. Oh yeah. For right? sure. Like yeah. if, if you've got, I think that way about coaching too, whenever I see uh, a few years ago, I would see or follow even these folks are who had seven figure coaching things and I it dawned on me for a few of them I was like oh you're in your early 20s you don't have children and you're not married yeah Mm -hmm. you have all the time in the world of course you're like you should be doing what you're doing great (laughs) building your empire yeah Yeah. and do you you have that's great but to sell it to me Mm -hmm. like I'm gonna go because they you know, use a lot of time, right? Like it takes a lot to build those things and consistency and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I just was like, yeah, but that's not who I am. Like it, it, re- it actually requires this to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just not where I'm at. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was the, the catch that I kept running into with just ex- the experiment of trying to get paid on social media was I'm like, well, all I want to do is take nature photos and post nature photos. Like, that's why I do this. I don't do And like, and that's not what's interesting to the audience, right. you know, <laughs> some people like it, but it's not what's yeah. driving traffic, you know, but something's got to fuel you're using. Yeah. The, you know, I have, it's got to fuel like why I want to like what I'm doing here. Just mm-hmm. like, I don't do things like, because I should or, you know, whatever. Um, but I think for those businesses, it does require the kind of a consistency. Mm-hmm. And so creating content and all that kind of stuff. There was a program um, a gal who was, she did like a three-day seminar of how to build a program and sell it kind of thing. So mm-hmm. there's lots of stuff like that out there. And it really was about getting uniform about your efforts, right? Instead of being drained. So it was like, you create a program, you 
uh, create con like on Sunday, you'll create all your content and then, you know, push it out throughout the week or the month or whatever. So it was a sort of like time management mm -hmm. of these kinds of efforts too, which I just thought was really interesting. Um, like I could see it. I was like, yeah, because otherwise you're every day I got to do you remember like MySpace? Mm -hmm. I remember watching some documentary on a MySpace person and they were like, uh, like who were, had huge followers and they were just talking about, do you know how much time I have to put into this? Same with, um, you know, like YouTube stars, right? Mm -hmm. Like I watched a documentary on some YouTuber uh, who was very successful um, kid who, you know, video games and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But the truth was like the, the, um, the required amount of constant creating of content never ends right yeah i mean the expectation is, is that if you, you to keep getting the algorithm to show your content you got to keep making content and i think that is kind of a it's a fool's game because like you're helping these businesses make money and you're you might get some you might be successful you know yeah i, I keep hearing that people are getting paid less for doing this type of stuff i don't too. doubt it like the yeah. amount of money that like podcasters are making on ads has been decreasing the amount of money that youtubers have been making on ad revenue has been going down so I think that's yeah. hopefully the solution for them isn't to just keep making more content and it's to like have a balanced life. Well, and I think if you're older too, and you look at the years ahead of you, you're like, is that what I'm going to fill my days with? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, well, so when someone sells me like, here's how you got to build a whatever business, I'm like, I'm 56. Like that means I'll be spending my days doing this kind of, is that? Cause yeah. I could feel days, yeah. not days, but you know what I mean? I, I, sniffing around mortality yeah. and so uh that that cross that's what crosses my mind i'm like so you're you're saying this is what my days will be yeah and also with. you're saying like like as an artist you're saying well you're saying the value of my art is less and so i need to produce more lower quality stuff oh god i didn't think regularly about that. to like be worth something you know and like that doesn't that doesn't sound good you know it's like it'd be like asking these people making movies to basically like you know hey why don't you make more movies <laughs> Like, well, I wish and, I could. It exactly. And, and it's another reason I think it's nice to have like a support job to take the pressure off of making your entrepreneurial thing like your only thing. Um, I mean, that's just where I'm at. That's where I'm at in life, mm -hmm. right? Like, I am more uh, feeling the importance of contentment, peace, time with my son, my family, friends, like really living a good life because it's limited. Mm hmm. Um, and what am I doing with that time? And I don't want it to be spent in a desperate state trying to chase. Yeah. The unhealthy um, hustle culture as, uh, they call yeah. it. Yeah. 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 That's not how I want to spend my days. Mm. Like, um, it's funny cause we keep repeating it too. It's like in the eighties, it was about like financial business and like putting everything into it. And then it's like in the nineties, it was blogging and like, and I knew so many bloggers that had heart attacks, <laughs> who were just like literally really? were, were working themselves to death, posting all the time, you know? And now it's like media. It's like it's YouTube and it's TikToks and it's these other things. And these people are going to burn out as well. You know, they need to figure well, that out. And, and sometimes, and again, different ages, different mindsets, right? Like mm -hmm. you're just in a different mindset at a younger age. And that's true, you know, like, um, but part, you know, you're like in my twenties, I, I wasn't thinking more, you know, like my age at all. Like that's the sort of endless time uh, place or younger even. And 
that's just where your brain's at. Yeah. It's the beauty of right? youth. It's the naivety yeah. <laughs> that you can yeah. do anything because you can, but you know, you, yeah. you don't realize you don't have limits. Yeah. Right. No, nor should you then, right? Mm -hmm. Like you should go for it, you know, go for anything and everything, but it is different at, uh, at this age. Um, especially again, I'll say like when you've had, uh, signs of, uh, like my mom passing friends passing, mm -hmm. like the, the, those things happen and they are game changers and they change how you look at time, space, people, yeah. your life. You know what I mean? You just, you can't not take note yeah, it changes a lot. Like I, my cousin passed away last year and we were very close and it was like one mm -hmm. of those accidental deaths. And you're just like, it, it just puts everything in perspective. You're like, that can just happen, you know, and look yeah. at what that, look at the repercussions of that, of like, yeah. cause she's so important, like with her daughter, or with like the family, with everybody, you know, you're just like, oh. all that. Yeah. 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 And, and it's just, it's why you can be well, there for everybody as much as possible. Yeah. Yes. And that's deep shit that you can't explain to people who haven't experienced it yet. Like it is a, like this morning, I'll be honest. I got up, I had this huge cry out of nowhere about my mom. Mm -hmm. And it was about like, I did not, I did not foresee or think I wouldn't have this time with her. Right. I right. never, I never thought that was going to happen. I didn't think my son was going to grow up without her. I never thought that. And that sh that's the shit that mm -hmm. is hurts. It's like, I, th oh, you know, like, cause then you're like, usually you sort of feel like you're the one like guiding your path in your life and things are happening. But when something like devastatingly is not going to be yours, mm -hmm. that's, uh, I, I had never experienced something quite like that um, where, oh, life's not going to go that way. That's yeah, not how yeah. it's going to happen. And I don't even have words for it. <laughs> no, but I, I feel <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, it's a tough yeah. one because you're just like, you miss those people and you miss like what they added to your life and like they're not coming back. But it's yeah. important to remember them. It's important to like feel yeah. good about the experiences you did get to have, you know. I think it's a good thing to talk about. Not that you want to pre think about it. I don't want people to you know, pre worry or I don't know. Mm -hmm. But it is. It is good to talk about – well, it's good to talk about. It's good to talk about for the people who are experiencing it because it's – you feel uh, – you know, they always say like, oh, you've now joined a club. Like mm -hmm. you've joined a new – and we're all – everyone's going to join that club, right, as you get older. Um, yeah, it's, but, it's inevitable, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it, it ratches you up in a level of a certain place in life experience, you know, where um, – and some people experience it younger. I remember, you know, like uh, when Stephanie from Seven Year Bitch died, like her sisters in that band. I can't even imagine like or Mia, um, right, her right. whole band. I mean, they definitely yeah, fully experienced tragic, it then. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, even way back then, the those guys and women were right feel, having that experience. Um, you didn't think you wouldn't have your friend like mm -hmm. inconceivable. Right. 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 Um, and then a little bit of like, I think what's hard too is the emptiness afterwards because you can't control it. You can't change it. So now what? <laughs> the now what <laughs> emptiness is the yeah. vast void you could sink into and never come out of. Yeah. Well, it's not what 
that I think the people who pass would want, though. That's what I have to remind oh, myself. Oh, I think you're right. I have to be like, yeah, yeah. They'd be like, what are you doing? <laughs> exactly. You're absolutely right. Yeah. yeah. No, my mom would be like, come on. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm definitely not trying to be dramatic. I mean, they'd be like, like, you should I, be yeah. sad that I'm gone. Don't know the thing. I will haunt you. Yeah. I will haunt you. No, I, I don't. I think you're right. They would not want anyone to feel that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's just a human like. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't. I know that if I was past, I'd be like, yeah, you guys yeah. should grieve, but like, get on, get on with it. It's okay. Come on. I, I had a good time. <laughs> live it up. Yeah. I know you miss me. Missing someone is hard, but go live. Yeah. I remember uh, the the first few months when my mom passed, like I contacted two gals who were mediums, right? And then I tend to be metaphysical. And both of them said the same thing. Like she was ready to go. And like, she's really sorry, but she wants you to go live. Mm-hmm. You know, and at the time I was like, right, well, good luck with that. You know, like <laughs> I wasn't ready to hear. It. I mean, in some ways, not ready to hear. It, but, but um, I don't. Feel, I don't. I feel much different today than mm-hmm. I did uh, even a few years ago, because time does heal. Yeah. Uh, some, a lot, um, and, and there you have it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, which is good right because sometimes when you're feeling heavy like that you're like when's it going to ever end and it does it just it dissipates i shall say yeah it does it kind of evaporates and becomes Mm -hmm. less so but you know it does come back every now and then there's like those moments you'll have a morning like this morning where all Mm -hmm. of a sudden and i i've gotten well versed in just like letting it out right have have the feeling right don't linger there you know don't get stuck there but um but have the feeling you know and then move it's Mm -hmm. temporary so like, I don't feel that way right this minute at all. I feel like I got it out and had the thoughts and I've gotten very good at my process of, of what I think of all that. So um, well, what I like think is like when there's those moments where you're like, oh, I wish you were here to share this moment with me. And I'm like, well, you are, I guess, you know, your memory is yeah. like, I'm here having this memory and I'm thinking of you. So like, that's what it's about. I kind of turn it around in my yeah. brain to make me feel better about that moment. If that is making me sad, you know? Yeah. Well, and it, it challenges you to really, really believe that they are here. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're not what we want is that we want them physically here. Of course. Yeah. Right. Right. But there's but there I believe there is they are here. Um, so you got to, you know, you got to really believe that um, it helps. It helps to believe that it does. So. Um, but on that note, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe we should switch it up a little. There we go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, and I don't know. You got any advice? Ryan for the ups and downs. <laughs> I wish. I mean, they they just happen. You gotta you gotta let them happen. I guess. I don't know. I just, yeah. I just, everything well, like, I keep hearing is like you gotta you gotta do all these things. You gotta like stay healthy. You know, you gotta yeah. be healthy to stay healthy. <laughs> you know yeah, what I it's think? The chicken and egg help. problem. It. You know what I do think helps is staying in contact with people. Yeah. Like, like this is how I feel much better after talking to you. I feel much better. Yeah, and sometimes you forget that. Yeah, talking to friends makes a huge difference. It's like it's a big mood lifter for sure. Yes, and it's you got to just get up and do it. Maybe that just is what it is. Mm -hmm. Now I'm going to go watch The Real Housewives of New Jersey. (laughs) 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 Just kidding. (laughs) Uh, I am going to go out and get a walk, but um, uh, yeah. And remember, because we um, we talked last, I was like. Don't let me like, don't let me, I'm all like gung ho about the podcast. I'm like, don't let my promise. I'm not going to, 
you can't prom I can't promise this. I'm like, like I promise I'm not gonna don't let me do the <laughs> disappearing thing. Because <laughs> I feel bad. And I'll be like, oh my God, girl. Like no, no reason to feel bad. We we just call this this is our occasional podcast. And when we yes. make it, it's great quality, and that's what's important. <laughs> Maybe we should change the name to the occasional <laughs> podcast. I kinda love that actually. <laughs> I do need to rework the art as we had talked about. So let's yeah. do it. Yeah. Between you and I, the occasional podcast. <laughs> I love it's that quality, not quantity people. <laughs> yes. I hope someone's enjoyed this conversation. Yeah. Well, it's Sunday. Um, and it's, yes, it's gray out here in the Northwest. Um, but we are going to have more people on. Mm -hmm. We are going to do it people. <laughs> oh yeah. We're going to make some more episodes for, for, for us and for them. And we're going to, I think we're going to, I think we should have some like, interaction like with the podcast too like we need to give out an email an email address to be like do you want to be on the podcast mm -hmm. like that might be kind of fun i could put a form up on our website for people yeah put it in there we might get a lot of a lot of kooks but that's fun that's fine that's okay um <laughs> we could say if there's something topic you want to hear about or you know you want to that might be kind of cool mm -hmm. um and so look to that we'll have we have the between podcast.com um, and we do have another episode after this one, which was a great conversation as well. And we have like a roster of people we want to talk to. So, you know, thanks everybody for listening and, um, listening to the conversations. I hope they're helpful. This was really helpful to me, Ryan. So thank you. Help me too. So that's good. <laughs> that's good. Right. So we're putting things out in the world. Um, mm -hmm. but yeah. I hope everybody has a good weekend and we will talk to you again soon. Awesome. Yeah. It's good to catch up. Bye. <laughs>